0: Everyone, welcome back to the Orange Shoe Podcast. In this episode, I get to introduce you to my good friend, Joe Paul, who we served together in the Wisconsin Army National Guard, and we also shared the passion of coaching, nutrition, and fitness. Uh, Joe um, coaches in person, um, but he also does a lot of online coaching as well. And so it's just always great for one, me, to chat with other trainers and just kind of hear... You know what they're currently doing, what their perspectives are on things, because the fitness industry is always changing. Nutrition is always changing. But I also like to introduce you guys to different trainers as well, because you guys always get to hear me run my mouth and answer questions as well as your local trainers. And sometimes it's good to just hear it from another person. And what you're going to find out is that All of us trainers, we're all going to say the same thing, but just in different ways. And sometimes that different way allows it to click just a little bit better. So that was my goal of this, this episode is introduce you to Joe, but also get his perspective on a lot of the similarities that you probably already hear from your coach. So we have some fun. We dive into some fun little segments. I put him through a couple of little fun scenarios of meeting clients and current situations and things like that. So I think you guys are going to have some fun listening to his responses and our kind of like back and forth um, when it comes to some of these answers. So without further ado, guys, um, let's go ahead and uh, hop into the episode. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Is your nutrition preventing you from reaching your goals? Do you enjoy eating healthy, but don't enjoy or have the time for all the prep work? If so, then I highly recommend checking out Lean Feast. Lean Feast is the premier meal prep service in the Madison area. They take out all the guesswork and provide you with quick, healthy meals on your schedule. The best part, you get to choose what goes into your meal and how many you purchase. Let's say you struggle with eating healthy lunches during the work week. Then you could go there, purchase five lunches, and eliminate that struggle. The meals take three minutes to warm up via microwave or stovetop, and then they are ready to eat. Season with your favorite spices to add your own little flair. Gone are the days of running to the drive-thru or skipping meals altogether because you failed to plan. Head over to Lean Feast today and use promo code OSPODCAST for 10% off every order. You will not regret this decision. Button. What's up, Joe? Thanks a lot, man, for hopping on the Orange Shoe podcast with me today. Um, I was really excited to get you on, chat with you, not only one to catch up with you, because I don't get to see you as much as we used to see each other, yeah. and uh, two, to kind of get your perspective. Since you're a fellow trainer, it's always cool to talk to other trainers and hear their perspective on common questions, um, the fitness world, how they like to approach working with clients, because everybody that listens to this podcast that are Orange Shoe clients, they get to hear this stuff all the time from me. And I'm some, probably sound like a broken record sometimes. And then sometimes you're just like, is he telling the truth? Like, do I believe? him? <laughs> and yeah, maybe you shouldn't believe everything I say, but I know sometimes for me, it's always good to like, hear somebody else say something or somebody be like, yeah, that couch is amazing. And I'm like, okay, well, I've heard four people say that couch is amazing. Maybe I would like that couch. A, a good <laughs> example of that is the movie Top Gun everybody was raving about how awesome it was so I went and it was awesome and it was a good so um so for all those people listening Joe is a good a good friend of mine we served in the Wisconsin National Guard together and um he had moved out to Arizona so I don't get to see him as much on drill weekends we connected obviously with our passion for serving but we're also our passion for serving you guys listeners clients being coaches and, uh, in the fitness world. And we were always the weird guys showing up to drill weekends out in the woods, bringing our own trader Joe's bags of food because we didn't want to eat MREs all weekend and get bound up. Um, and (laughs) weird guys, um, doing thrusters with 50 cal barrels in the woods, uh, to get a little bit of movement in, uh, to work out on those weekends. So that's, that's Joe guys in a nutshell. So thanks a lot, Joe, man, for hopping on.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on and, and being flexible with my, uh, you know, goofed up timeline this morning, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny, man. Cause I've been bouncing around like different, like guard units since I moved down here. Uh, but Wisconsin was, it was always fun. Like it was cool getting to meet you. And like you said, like sharing our passions, like the two dudes eating out of like Tupperware on the drill <laughs> floor or whatever. And then, uh, you know, just getting creative with your fitness out in the field. And, uh, that, that definitely inspired people. Like, I mean, you, you know, and you remember, this is like, at the beginning of the weekend it would be like oh look at those weirdos and then at the end it's like there's 10 15 people over there maybe trying to work out with us so mm-hmm. um you know and to your point about like repeating stories like i just laugh because when i'm talking to clients or family or whomever i'm always like you, like you may have heard this before but like it warrants repeating <laughs> you know <just laughs> those things that we can repeat and hold on to and really really remember that there's clearly value in that and it makes it easier for us to remember less less calories burned on remembering.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so right now in your in your coaching, are you more online-based coaching and working remotely or are you still in person with some people at a local gym?
1: Yeah, a little a little bit of everything. Uh still working with my uh, local CrossFit down here at CrossFit Fury. And it's just, I mean, like working from home, which is what I primarily do. So with remote clients, all over nutrition, fitness, um, the whole gamut there. And, you know, like when I moved down here, I was, I was only work from home and I'm like, it's isolating and depressing like a new city and just working at home. And I literally only see my wife, like she's great. I love her, but it's the only person for four or five days a week. So I started picking up some more hours Coaching and being able to just hang out and socialize at that gym has been huge for us and like it's it's an amazing gym and community there so um, I'm still still within the CrossFit community, even you know, while I'm coaching and doing nutrition for many, many people outside of that community as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just kind of cool. You got a little bit of a mixture of both, you know, it's the online working remotely with clients is a little bit different than working in person with clients. And um, what are some of those differences that you see? And what are some of like the takeaways? And how have you maybe taken away something from working in person and translated it over to help those that you work
1: with online and vice versa? Yeah, I'll be honest, the hard I'll say the hardest part is because I do still work with people in, in person is like, I like, (laughs) <laughs> it's funny to say like I just feel like I'm like more enter- like entertaining like, I can be funnier and kind of link conversations together a lot better as an introverted person and in, like a hyper logical mind I thrive on patterns which you can read really well in person right and when you're online you have to do a lot of reading between the lines and there's a lot more like you kind of have to fill in that blank space and really really drive to connect and build trust and so it's, it's a big step to trust someone who's like, doesn't even live in your own city. You've never met before. And you get on the phone with them and commit to, you know, three, six, nine months, sometimes even longer than that to work on your nutrition and fitness with them. And so, you know, it's not just a weekly check-in. So that remote client relationship is, yeah, we do the weekly check-ins, but like, I try to connect via video. I, we do a call once a month. And I'm always trying to connect with them when I'm thinking about them throughout the week, because I, I do, right? Like that's my life. So I'm like, I want this person to succeed in everything, you know, their job, their relationships, their, you know, and their gym life. It's not just within those four walls of the gym or, or the kitchen.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's tough to, to thrive as an online on a, as an online coach, because I feel like, you know, one, once you start, you jump into that online world, you kind of get a little bit of the imposter syndrome. Or do you feel like, why would somebody work with me? You know, am I, do I actually know what I'm talking about? And I think sometimes the, you you may feel that or you get that sense of feeling is because there's so many people online that are trying to sell fitness coaching and, you know, and nutrition plans and diet coaching and bigger and eight week workouts, you know, a lot of gimmick stuff out there. And so I think that's the hard thing, like you said, is building that trust As like, I am somebody you could trust. I'm not a, a gimmicky coach. I actually do know what I'm talking about. And developing that trust with somebody, yeah, that lives halfway across the country than you, and they're now for whatever reason stumbled upon your profile and reached out to you and trying to develop that relationship with them, so they can because I think that's the biggest thing is you have to develop trust first, otherwise they're not gonna they're not gonna listen or implement anything that you say to try to help them, and that's been one of my biggest um, reasons as to why I haven't really. Um, try to extend out onto the online remote working of, because there's just so much, so much bad, you know, so many bad and people are, that are just trying to feed off of people's emotions when it comes to coaching and training.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and too like, if you, you know, like do too much. And I think we all have experience. I think like most of the time we as coaches, as trainers is, you know, running a business and that sort of thing. It's like you, like if you spend too much of your time, it's like the whole 80, 20 thing, right? Like, you know, if you spend more than 20% of your time on things that don't affect your bottom line or don't really move you forward, then you're really just distracted. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, like it's good to have a home. It's like, are you online or are you in person or like what's your delivery and is it consistent? And, you know, not to like dive into the business side of, of it, but just in terms of like, you were saying like coaching in the online space and how people are taking that is like, when I post stuff or when I'm, you know, I'm all about education and like at, at points I've had to literally, like literally focus on selling, but it's like, I, now business grows at the rate of people sharing their experience. Right. Which is, that's like the best way to organically grow. And again, kind of steering away from like the business thing, but just like in general is like, I want, I just want more people to be more educated. And if you work with me, we're going to close that timeline down, right? So instead of maybe you doing it for six years on your own, we can do it in six months together and that can last you for ever. Yeah. I think that's one of like, as as all
0: coaches, our biggest thing is that we don't want our clients just to see success because we tell them what to do, but I want them to learn because my expectation is I'm never going to work with somebody forever. Like there's going to be a time where they, we, we move on from each other and, uh, and that's fine. And that's, that's going to happen. But at the end of the day, when we do move on, it's what, what really makes me feel good is when what's important to me is that that person, we could separate, we cannot work together anymore, but they could still find success because they learned from me. I feel like a failure if somebody leaves working with me and then they fall back into bad routines or bad habits and they lose everything that they gained when they worked with me, because then at that point, I feel like I did not do a good enough job of educating. So they could, they can do this by themselves because at the end of the day, like you shouldn't, you know, once, if somebody doesn't want a gym membership, that doesn't mean now they don't see results. They can not have a a gym membership and still succeed because of the education that they learned that of the things that they could do at home. And so, yeah, yeah I think the education is such a, a, a huge part of, of one of my goals as a trainer, but also what clients sh- should go into working with the trainer as well as they should go in wanting to learn and that education piece.
1: Yeah. and I mean, like to, to that point too, is like, is there, is there a better feeling as a coach when you hear from a former client years like down the road and they're like, Hey, I was just thinking of you. Like I, you know, hit my back spot PR or, you know, I finally did this or, you know, I just want to let you know, like I'm thriving in life. There's no, like I get is like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when someone I've had clients retail and they're like, Hey, just so you know, life's going great. And I often think about, you know, the coaching, uh, you know, experience that we had, I'm like, Holy shit. You know? Yeah. You
0: made an impact.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about. Um, I always love hearing stories from other trainers about clients they've worked with, and one, you know, I love hearing awesome success stories. And I know listeners and other other people love to hear the success the success stories or stories of just clients that are going or went through similar things that they're going through right now. So let's like call it like roadblocks, right? You know, everyone has those roadblocks that they run into the reason why they reach out to a trainer, the things they just can't really seem to figure out and put their finger on as to why they're not reaching their goals. And I wanted to ask you today, like, do you have any examples of maybe two or three clients that, you know, when they first started working with you, you know, you kind of figured out that thing that like those roadblocks they are running into. And what was it that, allowed them to get over that roadblock. So like what was the roadblock and then what was that mindset shift or that thing that really clicked for them to help them kind of break through and, and start really working towards their goal?
1: Yeah, I love, I love that and um, you know just so you know, everyone listening kind of has an idea is that like the, the people that I typically will work with are you know like they're, they're like so, social life is a big aspect of, of their life coming in and so the habits around that and, and really the communications and the communication and aspects around a social life is big and you know that can be up until you're like 56 years old but like the people i'm typically working with are you know working age professionals and they want to have a, a social life and they want to be fit but a lot of them are either former athletes or still athletically driven whether it's a crossfit competition or a triathlon or a 5k or what have you And, uh, so like a lot of those obstacles come, come from like the social planning aspect of it, but the, the fun challenge of the, uh, as, as the coach is like, okay, is, does this require breaking down some conditioning from your past? Does it require restructuring or like adding structure and boundaries to your weekend? Or is it like a communication thing where you need to communicate with your spouse or your partner uh, or your friends or what have you, or, you know, some combination of all three. So, um, first example that I wanted to share, uh, is he's, uh, was one of my clients that I worked with. He was in Wisconsin. He's a CrossFitter and he, uh, he was, he was a good, like CrossFitter. So I coached him in person before I coached him online and he was, he was pretty good. He was always kind of like finishing, you know, earlier in the workouts, lifting heavy weights good athletic dude and I just talked to him several times and he was like I can't stand this like not getting better and then like or at least not predictably but then the other thing that he was sharing was like he just had this really predictable season of his year and so some people will get this way they're like you know like in short like yeah I I put on fat in winter and then I just crash diet in the summer and it's just like that over and over and over again and that works when you're, you know, for like one year or two years, and then it fails miserably. And he was, you know, 31 years old. So he had done that for years around, you know, he was uh, big into hunting and he was a partier in college and he played, you know, high school football. And th- these were kind of like big parts of his conditioning that like led him to this lifestyle, but it was like, it was this, thing that had brought him joy of this like indulgent sort of like just drink beer and you know eat all the processed foods while we're up north the hunting cabin and then come home and feel like miserable and just expect misery throughout the year. And it's like, so the very, very first thing that we worked on and that I work with on on a lot of people is like, okay, so what you're telling me is like you like given the choice, you're choosing That this misery is an option, right? You're you're saying that this is an option. You also can say that not feeling miserable is an option. And something clicks with people when they all of a sudden realize that, oh, like I actually can choose to ignore this lifestyle and pay attention to this one. Because we get so caught up in like, oh, don't don't cut out stuff, like the food isn't good or bad, and like this like whole dichotomy of clean versus dirty food. It's like, no, just you have a choice. Mm-hmm. And simply presenting that to him made a huge difference. And like we were talking about at the beginning, he needed to hear repetitive feedback of like, hey, you need to have a plan going to the weekend. Hey, you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan. You need to bring food. You need to bring food. You need to bring food. Because he goes like going out on the weekend, going out on the boat or going to the hunting cabin or what have you. Um, and again I like I think that people especially you know from Wisconsin will relate to this sort of lifestyle growing up is like a weekend on the lake or again the hunting cabin or you know like you're drinking on the weekend it just like that's the time to escape and so um, for him it was just like giving him the option that this doesn't have to be your lifestyle and He was like, I'm about that. And where we started was I had to ask him, I was like, hey, can we try for a weekend doing this other lifestyle that you envision for yourself, where it's not revolving around drinking, it's not revolving around what type of food you're eating, but rather the company that you're spending with consuming the food. And he was open to it. And if I would have just told him, hey, you have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. There, you know, as you know, working with people is like, some people will listen to that, but if they're not the active hand in it. Those are the people that keep coming back to you to work with you because they're not learning the lesson. So by inviting him to try this lifestyle out, he was able to really like learn for himself. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, kind of in the results category, he ended up feeling a lot like he was sleeping at least seven hours a night. Even if he was going out to be social, he would still drink, but he, he had his drinks that he felt comfortable with. And he could control like how many he was going to have. He felt in control. And then he would wake up the, the next morning still with energy. So we're not fighting hangovers and temptations and urges. And so he was focusing his calories. And when I say that, I should say just like his energy into what was going to bring more energy instead of deciding how to act. So one thing like you talk about like repetitive messages my clients hear this all the time is decide who you want to be before you have to decide what you have to do. Because then he was like, well, I am going to, I'm identifying as this like strong, like male leader, the leader of my family, the, a future father, um, you know, coming kind of like coming to my own as a man. And it's really important for me to lead my life this way. And he started identifying who he wanted to be. And then it was like, the macros are just a thing, right? Because, you know, people may hear some, you know, different type of nutrition advice. The people I work with are counting macros. That's just one tool that we use. But he was like, okay, got it. It's like, you know, like he, as soon as he was like, that identity was clear, he decided who he was going to be. The macros were just like, it was like putting on your clothes for the day. It's just like what you did. And so he was able to make that click and he was able to lose 20 pounds and he was becoming a new father and he PR'd lifts all across the board when he was already a strong dude. And then he was competing in CrossFit competitions and like having fun. Like he was like, I know I'm gonna wake up the morning in my CrossFit competition and have energy. I'm not gonna be like wondering how to get energy for this. And so he was crushing it. And that was just a ton of fun, that experience
0: working. with him. Yeah. No, I, I love that example because that is two great points to make about one, your identity. We talk about that all the time. We really stress and talk about, you know, James clear and identity based habits. And, you know, you, that's how you got to start, right? You got to identify who the type of person you want to be. And then once you're clear on that, it makes everything else really easy. But I love the, I think it's so easy to forget that we can make choices. Yeah, and a life is just the is the is full of choices you could either do this or you could do that and yeah. when it comes to eating i could either eat culver's or i could cook a meal at home like there's always a better option and a worse option and if you're consistently picking the wrong one well then just switch your just switch it and go to the other one it's gonna be the better one <laughs> yeah. and, you know like it like that makes it super seems super simple but you know it's like if your goal is, you know, you, you know, that every time you go out and you hang out with your friends on a Friday night and they want, there's going to be an alcohol involved and you know, you going into it, that you don't want to drink, then make sure that if someone brings you a drink and now you have that option in your head, do I drink it or do I not? And then just say, no, I'm not going to drink it. And you're, you're making, it's just choice. Life is just a bunch of choices. Yeah. And sometimes I think, I think we tend to forget that. We tend to forget that we actually have control of our actions and it, it, you kind of just fall into those habits of what you're saying your client did. He just fell into those. Just like every year people, yep. I gained weight all summer. Cause I'm going to the boat. And then in the, in the fall, when the kids go back to school, that's when I try to get back in shape. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you keep doing that every single year, you're never going to get anywhere. There's going to have to be a point where you break that trend where now that summer wasn't about gaining weight. That summer yeah. was about just maintaining what you did throughout the winter and the fall. Yeah. And so, yeah, life is just a crazy game of choices. And sometimes, We pick wrong. Sometimes we pick right. But going back to what you said, the 80-20, let's start getting to the point where we're 80% of the time we're picking the right choice, 20% of the time we're going wrong. So yeah, that was a great example. Thank you. So now I'm going to go ahead and we're going to have some fun here. I'm going to go ahead and pose you. So this is a, this is client X. All right. Client X walks into the gym And we're going to ask this client four questions, all right? And I have their answers to these questions, all right? So question number one, and so here, I'll, I'll bring it back a little bit. So after I ask them all these questions, I'm going to tell you their responses. You as their coach, I want you to go ahead and pick where would you start with this client? And then we're going to go into the number two, number three, number four, and kind of work our way through this client these answers and how we would kind of attack them a little bit. All right. So this client X walks in and here are their answers to four questions. So you ask them, Hey, how many hours of sleep a night do you get? They say I sleep four hours a night. Question number two, you ask this client, what does your nutrition look like? You know, what do you, what are you eating and what's your water intake, caffeine intake and alcohol intake on like a weekly basis. They eat fast food once or twice a uh, day. So lunch, dinner, on their way home, breakfast, maybe on the way to work. They water intake is very minimal. Coffee intake is very high. They're always tired. They feel like they need that caffeine to keep them going. And their alcohol is about 12 to 15 servings of alcohol a week. So, you know, uh, roughly two to three a day um, to, help them, to help them wind down after a stressful day at work. Um, you ask them, hey, what does your daily movement look, out, uh, look like outside of normal life activities? And they say, um, there's none, you know, besides walking around and, and doing stuff with their kids, there's really no extra activity. And you ask them like, how does, you know, um, how is there stress on uh, like a one to 10 scale, your daily stress when it comes to like work relationships and just life in general, they say they're roughly around a six to seven. So you have that information from the client. Where, what is that low hanging fruit for you? Where are you starting with that client? And why are you starting there? And what are you expressing to them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I mean, you know, like this, this, something that we've heard before you know so like if you're out there experiencing this and you're kind of relating with this this client x is um i'll just hop right out and be direct it's like you've got to make some changes in your life like this is something like we're not talking about sustainability and macros and nutrition and all that stuff like this is this has an immediate impact on your life that if you change Some like if you change some of the things that we're going to talk about right now, like starting today, you will start noticing the difference, which isn't the case with everybody, right? Because we have people that come in with better habits and there's they're they're looking for the 1% or smaller things. This person needs, you know, sleep. They got to eat some less processed foods and that sort of thing. So in interacting with them, I'm just gonna say, hey, how does it feel to wake up in the morning? Right. Like what, what, how do you feel? And just kind of get a gauge on their motivation and and their energy. And chances are there's two different answers. One is probably a lot more common and that's going to be that they feel like garbage, right? The other one is that because I work with a lot of busy people and uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, they're like, well, it's cool. Like I'm helping the world. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do you want to continue to help the world? Right? Because if they're living this lifestyle and they're still kind of like excited and stressed, but they need to learn that we've got to do something to help you live longer because right Mm -hmm. now you're taking the short route. So um, just to provide a little bit of context there. So first thing is like, yeah, we've got to get sleep. And then I'll say, Hey, four hours, what's, what's something like, how can we improve this? And again, kind of inviting their ideas to the table while I know in my mind that I want to get them into that seven to nine hour range. Now, if they're sleeping four hours a night now, my kind of like, like we're in the ambulance, we're doing triage work with this. Well, like, how do we get to six hours? So maybe I'll be more direct because that, that's gonna be good. And then some cues on focusing on quality of sleep. Because again, quality of sleep is kind of one of those underrated things where it's like, we can affect this now. Sleep in a cold, dark room and like, holy cow, that can change your life, right? So then six hours, um, I'm saying, how, how do we do this? Right. Like what time do you need to be awake and how do we backwards plan to make sure you're getting six hours of sleep? And then from there, I'm like, all right, can we start to see how this actually fits into your schedule? Right. And then I'm going to invite them to look at other things that maybe their, their energy is spilling into that doesn't need to. Right. And, and, and so, and this is a part, part where I'm going to be like, Hey, client X, look, um, I'm glad that you're starting to notice how six hours can fit into the schedule. Um, you know, that's huge. It's going to be a start. You're going to start to feel a ton more energy, but again, to really start to uh, get the ball rolling here, we're going to need to create some pretty strong boundaries. Like you need to start doing that. Um, where, Where do you feel like that's going to make the biggest difference in your life? And again, inviting them. And for me, I'm going to say, you know, Hey, maybe it's just like not consuming anything, but tea or water after 7 PM. And that has nothing to do with like, fasting or you know carbs after seven or any of that stuff it's just a boundary that now they're like okay well i committed to myself that i'm not going to drink alcohol after 7 p.m or consume any calories because it's just going to help me my body prepare for sleep right so what are the other things that are going to help that sleep settle in and that's also going to affect stress so even though stress is pretty high i'm actually not really going to Touch it. I'm just going to see how many boundaries and ways we can improve sleep and the habits there that are going to also transfer into the other things, like drinking less alcohol. Um, and I'm also going to, you know, have some fun and be like, hey, you know what? Um, I really, really love <clears throat> like a super well-made cocktail, but I I just hate like the feeling of like the energy drag. Um, but I still get a lot of relief just from having like a Zevia, right? Like a, a calorie like calorie-free, sugar-free drink. And if I'm feeling really fancy, I'll just throw a mint leaf in there. It's like, again, it, it's just it's kind of like it's a like comic relief point kind of, but also like the choice thing. Hey, you have a choice. Can you just set up the aesthetic that like this drink provides me relief and it doesn't have to have calories, or alcohol, mm-hmm. and it can help me go to sleep a little bit better. So definitely going to start with that sort of sleep routine and see how the boundaries we set within that conversation can overflow into the others Mm -hmm. and um, to kind of add to the like nighttime routine is like once we've developed that, like that's highest priority. Like I'm just like, Hey, how can we just like make this happen here now week one. And then probably, you know, as we continue, I'm going to open up the conversation of a morning routine in which I'm going to instill a three, the habits that I really like people to see. And that is um, light movement and water. So again, now we're kind of like bookending days with the strongest habits of, hey, how do I relax and go to bed? And that's probably going to end up with less alcohol. Um, And then we'll have the caffeine conversation as well. Again, that's not the very first conversation, but then in the morning, cool, can you get up and go for a 10 minute walk, get some light into your eyes and, you know, drink 16 ounces immediately after you use the restroom and wake up. And now we're like, okay, grab water before coffee, that's a win, right? And literally that action, that timing action of chronologically grabbing water before coffee also sets up the like neural like the neural connections of water is a higher priority than coffee. And so now we can start to build on those. And so I'm really big on that, like how much of this like psychological stuff can also create like physiological change for us. And then of course the physical follows the physiological and this person's going to start seeing results. Hey, I'm like seeing muscle grow. I'm losing the stubborn fat. I'm, you know, like all that sort of stuff. And we can start cascading down that route. So I feel like that was probably like a long answer, but it was fun, man. I love, I love that. No, it was, it was perfect because
0: like everything you talked about kind of tied in everything else I had posed to you with their answers to like the movement and the stress. Right. And, um, yeah, you're spot on. Like, that's exactly where I would start with a client too, is like four hours of sleep is a no-go. I mean, man, like I've talked to so many people all Tom, I'm good. Four hours, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. Like, I feel amazing. No, you don't. Like you're, you're lying to me. Like get, get yeah. eight, get eight and tell me how you feel, you know? in yeah. and, and that's, so, yeah, that's, that's a great point. And that's, um, that's a great place to start because then you also talked about like book ending the days. I love that. Let's end the day really well. And let's start the next day really well. Um, And then, like you said, that sun, well, can you get off for a 10 minute walk? Well, that addressed them not getting any sort of movement outside of this, their daily life. Now they're getting a 10 minute walk in. Right. And so now we're getting a little bit of movement. So you like kind of hit everything right there with like that book ending the days. And I I really like that because a lot of times when you start with a win, you want to continue winning throughout the day. And if you start with like a loss right away, like lying to yourself by like snoozing your alarm six times, and then, you know, having a really like frazzled start to the day, because now you're jumping out of bed, throwing your clothes on, you got to get right out the door because now you're late to work. So now your cortisol shot up, you're stressed out, you're trying to fly to work, you're grabbing something through the drive through. So you can see how just starting your day really bad can really start to like cascade and like snowball and just ruin the whole day. Um, So I really love that like, let's end the day. Well, let's start the day. Well, and if we do that, man, like everything in between really can kind of fall into place. So that worked out really, really well. All right. So now we're going to go into a good little segment here that um, I really like from one of my, uh, my favorite podcasts I listen to. And I'm, I think you listen to it as well. It's called Chasing Excellence by um, one of our uh, favorite coaches, um, Ben Bergeron. And it's a, it's a fun podcast. And I they're, they call it a two-minute drill. And you, I'm going to ask you a question, Joe. You got to try to answer it within two minutes. So you got to straight to the point. We're probably going to go over two minutes because I like to talk. And <laughs> so, but we'll have some fun with <laughs> yeah. it. So the first question we're going to go here is what is overrated when it comes to fitness and nutrition? So what are some of those things that are just way overrated that people just need to forget about? And let's just, and you know, but you've seen, maybe some gimmicky things, some myths, whatever that is, what's overrated in the fitness world.
1: So I'll, okay. What's overrated. And I'm like, I, like I said, a lot of people that I work with, we're doing macros. So macro hacking, there's no, like there, there's no substitution for being consistent. So when people are trying to do one meal a day diets, or they're trying to do intermittent fasting just so that they can pig out in in one meal, or they're trying to eat lower calories five days a week and then higher on the weekend, and just try to like hack their way along, this is like there's such thing as like good planning where yeah you can have a higher calorie day or whatever, but it's like man, people just try to s- just slice and dice, and I catch myself doing it as well and um it's why if it fits your macros alone with no quality focus fails. and so then because this branches into other things where it's like well if i eat you know like if i do liver king style and eat like all these like carnivore style uh foods of organs and livers and what what have you then i'm going to do then i'm going to do better and i'm only eating that one meal and it's like that that's just focusing on what that dude is marketing right and the same thing with supplements is if we go like cool buy into the supplements buy into the brand it's like yeah okay understand but like that has to have a plate like it has to have an actual designated place and it can't just be you know macro desserts so like we have to get our mind outside of slicing and dicing up macros in a way that's going to get us results and just understand that nothing works as good as good hard work consistency and eating those whole foods so mm-hmm. people just getting outside of that schema are, are, they're looking for, you know, a, a prettier road and it just, you have to, you have to do the maintenance on the road that you're on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prettier, easier road, right? Yeah. Everyone wants the easy. And that's where I'm going. with like overrated is like anything that guarantees quick success. Yeah. So anything that 21 day, this 30 day, this greens, like anytime, like I hate the whole, like, try to like, drink something in order to replace something that you should be eating, like green, <laughs> like get your greens, drink this green shake when you should just eat the greens. Cause it's better for you. Like everyone doesn't want to eat the salad, but they'll drink the salad. And, and so any sort of that like gimmicky nutritional, like any sort of weight loss program, any sort of fitness program, do this seven days a week. And you're going to look like this guy, anything that's guaranteeing success um, in a very short window of time is super overrated. Like yeah. you see that stuff pop up on your social media, look right past it. Don't even stop and look at it. Nothing worth having in life is quick. And, and if they're guaranteeing that's, quickness, it's just not going to work.
1: That, that's a question I've, you know, asked clients or prospects or, you know, people who are just looking for you know, advice on it. It's like, do, do you really want this to be like the easiest thing you've ever done? Like, can you think of something else in your life that was super easy to do that like you look back at and value or do you look back at the thing, the hard things that you've done and, uh, you know, value that. And that goes back to that identity question of like, I'm a person who does hard stuff. So this is the next hard stuff for me. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do that because, you know, that's going to give me the success.
0: Absolutely. All right, next question. We're going to go complete opposite. What is, what is underrated? when it comes to the fitness and nutrition world
1: man this is a challenging one because i feel like there's so much that's underrated that it's hard to really really like pin one down but i mean even I, I would have to say man like we already kind of talked about it but like the book ending your days is like the nighttime and like morning and it's not this like routine and mantras and meditation and all the like special breath work and stuff but it's like just being able to like literally accept that I have the life of water running through me. I have the life of light coming through my eyes and I have the ability to move and like just those, those sort of really natural affirmations. I feel like those are so underrated because, you know, some of the things that I like to get into are just like, you know, we talk about neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis, what you're doing outside of the gym. And it's like, no, there's no one in your life that says you can't just go like climb around on the furniture in your house for a little bit to move around. Like you don't need to go for a 10 minute walk, but you could still just do step ups on your ottoman for five seconds, you know, five (laughs) minutes or whatever. It's like, we just get put into boxes. So like underrated would just be like thinking outside of the box in terms of like movement and light, I think are big ones. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And for me, underrated is like just the word consistency. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. it, it's just, if we're consistent, there's no chance that you're not going to succeed. The only way you fail is by quitting. So if you never quit and you stay consistent at some point, you're going to, you're going to succeed. And I feel like that is very underrated. And then walking, yeah. walking is just underrated. So many people are just blown away when I tell them to, to just go for a walk Oh, time. That's so easy. It's not going to yield anything. Like, why would I go for a 30 minute walk? And I'm like, you are, you are wrong. You, do it every day for a year and see what happens. Yeah. Walking is so underrated. As I say, I always tell people it's the most underrated form of exercise in the world. Um, and I, there, there's been some days where my days have been transformed due to a walk where I'm stressed, anxious, feel like garbage. Don't want to actually go to the gym and work out. I go for a 10, 15, 20, 30 minute walk. Next thing you know, my day is completely shifted. I find myself in the gym, working out, my anxiety's gone. And now boom, like it just completely flipped and triggered in, So I think just consistency and walking are very underrated. All right, what is the
1: best habit you currently have? Yeah, I was thinking about this as you were asking. I think that um, it is kind of like what we were talking about. That's probably why I said it was underrated. But just finding like play throughout the day is because as adults we you know like don't we don't think about like hey how can I play a little bit more in my day? And so like I was the other day I was like monkeying around with my kettlebells in my backyard and just like, like throwing away in different ways, like getting outside of structure, because, um, you know, again, that kind of underrated habit is like, we just get so caught up in boxes and patterns and trends and kind of like how that works. But if we incorporate, like, if we incorporate that play aspect, we're going to see how much fun it can be to move and to be capable and it, there's not the pressure of like metrics, like you can't like play too little or play poorly, Like you, <laughs> you know? And that's why like, so in CrossFit classes, when we have like gymnastics stuff, I just am like, I kind of set some boundaries because people sometimes need them to like let themselves play. But it's like, when we're talking about gymnastics, like you just got to get on your hands and roll around on the ground for a little bit and just find out what can my body even do? So for me, I've been doing that more is just like kind of structured free time, 15 minutes, go, you know, walk on your hands, be barefoot, you know, be out in in the light and just like find something to climb. And -hmm. it just is like, wow, there's kind of a lot going on in my world that I just ignore every day.
0: Absolutely. That is such a great point. And it's so fun. I remember one, (laughs) I was coaching besides one of our, uh, beside one of our coaches at the gym and he decided that he was going to start class off with, just a kind of a traditional warm up, and then he threw in some um, cartwheel practice. Yeah, and I haven't seen that many clients laugh that much in a long yeah. time in the gym trying to do a cartwheel, right? Like, and because you're an adult, it's still okay to do cartwheels. Like, it's okay to skip to the front door of Target if you want to from your car, and yeah. it's okay to get on the ground and be like, do a somersault. And hey, can I like somersault forwards, but then also somersault backwards? And can I bear crawl? Can I crab walk? Like, just like, yeah, that is so underrated. And you could get tremendously strong and in shape by just like learning how to use your body in different planes of motions without ever loading yourself. And so, yeah, cartwheels, I dare anybody listening to this right now, ask yourself, one, when was the last time you've done a cartwheel? And then two, if you don't remember, then pause this podcast and try <laughs> yeah. to do a cartwheel and have some fun and tell me you didn't smile and then want to actually get better at it. So <laughs> well, point
1: is if you're barefoot in the grass too, but yeah, just go do it, go, go yeah.
0: film yeah. yourself doing a cartwheel, send it to me. And then I will make sure I pass it to Joe. Um, that would be great. <laughs> uh, one of my best habits right now is actually getting, um, getting more consistent, wearing my toe spacers. Um, so for those listening that don't know what toe spacers are, it's like um for ladies, it's like when you go get a pedicure and they put something between your toes to space them out to make it easier to paint your toenails. But the benefit of using toe spacers is a lot of us in traditional shoes that we all wear really bound up our toes and um our feet are all jacked up as humans who now wear feet. Um or now wear feet, <laughs> now wear shoes. And yeah, Joe, you just lifted up. Was that vivo? Is that vivo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a, there's a couple of big shoe name brands. I remember what's um, the five finger, those shoes used to be really popular for that. And now Vivo uh, barefoot, they have a brand of shoe that is a wider toe box to let your feet kind of naturally open up. And so yeah, I've been wearing my um, toe spacers um, at night and stuff and throughout the day when I'm just home and man, it's amazing how much better my feet feel. And then it just radiates all the way up the posterior chain, like calves and and glutes and hamstrings. Like it really does help that out. So that's one, a big habit that I've been um, getting much more consistent with
1: mine. I bought mine and on Amazon, they're like, I was pretty like early on the scene with this. Like it, was, it has been like growing in popularity. Like I got these a couple of years ago and it's like, they're like bright, like I don't know, pastel like green. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely look like, you know, the early like were pedicure toe spacers. And now people are wearing them for, you know, the actual restructuring of the, you know, those, those muscles through the feet. But it's just funny, man. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what's your go to form of exercise when you're, you find yourself in a pinch,
0: you're, you're, you're traveling, or it's just not an ideal situation?
1: Yeah. Uh, It's cliche, but man, military, just pushups, like I'll just do Uh pushups and, you know, like I, there's hardly a person in the entire world who can't do some form of pushup, whether, you know, especially if there's a couch next to you, if you're, you know, sore or you're not good at pushups or whatever, like you just elevate your hands. And when you go look in the mirror again, like you just feel like you can see it's immediate feedback, right? And not that I absolutely need that. But it's one of those things that's just helpful for people to get. So I'll do Mm -hmm. push-ups and uh, squat holds, like Mm -hmm. 10-minute squat hold while I'm reading, if I'm super busy and I need to like read or be engaged or if I'm on a phone call and I'm not like an active, like I'm just listening or whatever, like you can squat hold and you just sit in the bottom of that squat. Um, So those are kind of my two go-tos where I'm like very, very pinched. Um, and, and I also like lunges or step-ups personally, step-ups, I think are a little knee friendlier and you mm-hmm. can just do them forever, you know? Um, so those are kind of my go-tos, but I like a lot of calisthenics stuff too, man. So I'm, yeah. I'm on the running when I can, but again, if I'm kind of like confined, those are my go-tos.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it's the same stuff. Just like getting outside is a big one. If you could like get outside for a little bit, get some fresh air, get some sun, go for a walk. And then during that walk, do some, do some you know, body weight stuff. Do some push-ups do some sit-ups do some squats and at the end of the day you're doing something instead of nothing and that's the win right there so yep just stick to the the tried and true body weight movements and something is better than nothing even if it's five minutes so
1: especially if you're not confined man like again my answer i was thinking i'm thinking like hotel room or you know like boxed in right but if you can get outside and walk there yeah just you you can stop there that you absolutely can just take advantage of that But then again, dude, go play, do some push-ups. Don't even count them, right? Just do them. And then when you're tired, stand up and and keep walking.
0: Yep. Um, Next one, last one here. Stop, you stop at a gas station. You're on a road trip for whatever reason. You have to stop at a gas station. You're starving. But it's important to you to kind of like eat clean to the best you can at this gas station because it's important to you. And you don't want to just go to the hot case and grab the greasy pizza. What are you grabbing at the gas station to stick to your goals?
1: Yeah, I love this question. It's hard to answer if you're not from Wisconsin because Wisconsin is blessed with the, the it's like quick trip paradise and not the <laughs> quick trip that's down here in Arizona, the real one, um, KWIK. But um, so like, w- which happened a lot for me in Wisconsin going to like drills especially, but um, I would always grab the cottage cheese, the low fat cottage cheese. That's my protein source. Um, and then I'm also going to grab I personally have like a higher carbohydrate demand. So I'm good with bananas, right? And then I would try to grab something else that's going to be a little bit more like I can like chew on it. And because I just liked having, you know, the volume, right? And so I like, again, a quick trip to have those like cauliflower, broccoli, carrot things. So those Mm -hmm. are the three things that I'm grabbing. And um, like I said, I really like the like, feedback of food so this is just kind of like my individual thing is like if like as simple as i can get if they have fresh food i'm going to go with an apple right or or a banana like but i like the apple from the bite and the crisp or whatever and if they have the cottage cheese i'll grab it if it's like middle of nowhere and like i have no choice but to grab something that absolutely is going to come in a box or bag that's like more processed i'm going to grab the most minimally processed thing which is probably going to be like beef jerky and then if they have like some sort of you know like nuts that are like or mixed nuts or anything like that where it's not just like crazy spices and loaded with like added sugars in there then I'm going to do that or I'm probably just going to hang out until I get to the next bougie gas station. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You get the trail mix.
0: That's 99% dark chocolate, white chocolate, you know, and M&Ms in it and stuff. Or like the barbecue
1: sunflower seeds where it's like, Yeah. Yeah. Barbecues is straight up sugar and then super (laughs) super calorie dense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the most gas stations you hit it. It's like most gas stations have some sort of single ingredient food, right? There's some sort of like fruit. There's some sort of vegetable, And there's some sort of like very simple, they all have now, I think, you know, because just eating cleaner and stuff is becoming a little bit more popular than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, gas stations are getting a little bit better with having more of those options. So it's fairly, fairly easy now to stop at a gas station and and get something that is not you know going to be super greasy or super high in calories or anything like that. But
1: yeah, I I would just add to like, it can be sometimes because I was like thinking about it, the single ingredient thing got me thinking was like, sometimes especially if you're good with milk like literally just grabbing like a milk like a regular like i'll probably go for like a whole fat milk personally and then you know like a fruit and that is like the absolute absolute basic super Mm -hmm. like not bougie gas station whatsoever because Mm -hmm. even that like i'm just not a huge fan of like the jerkies because a lot of times they just it just doesn't sit well for me so Mm -hmm. um anyway, I just thought I would add that for anyone who's good with dairy. Cause it's just, it's easy, you know?
0: Yeah. And you even said it too. It's okay to be hungry. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's okay for our body to be hungry. Like we don't have to be satiated at all points of the day. It's okay to experience hunger and you know where your next meal is going to be. And yeah, you would like to eat something right now, but if the GPS says you got two hours until you get to your final destination, well then yeah, maybe just wait two hours. Right. And like, yeah. don't even let yourself have that temptation of going in there and walking out with something that, you know, your future self is not going to thank you for, you yeah. know, like, yeah, what's yourself at nine o'clock going to say when you get to the, you know, your hotel and you got diarrhea, it's like, God oh, damn it. I should not <laughs> you know, it always makes me think of my one drill weekend where I bought the hard boiled eggs from quick trip after like PT in the morning, I like grabbed some hard boiled eggs. And then like six hours later, I was throwing up on the drill floor um, because I got food poisoning from the hard-boiled eggs at crit trip so I have never once ate the hard-boiled eggs from crit trip ever again yeah. and I just remember as I'm throwing up in the trash can somebody uh, in the unit looks at me and goes Slayton you're all right and someone looks at him and goes what do you think he's throwing up on the drill for it. do you think he's all right yeah.
1: <laughs> like, one of those, that- like dumb questions yeah yeah <laughs> I forgot about the hard-boiled eggs honestly but yeah I still stick with my L- yeah, hard eggs it's like the gas
0: station sushi the gas station hard eggs like yeah. there are some of those things that you're just like Question yeah like, i just need to yeah i need to stay away from that like it's not not ideal all right so we're going to finish it up here with kind of um you know we talked about it a little bit earlier but kind of like an idea that i've been thinking about you know and i started laughing so i was talking to my wife kelly about this and you know there's a lot of people out there that a lot of trainers and things like that, that you see these like quotes, right? Everyone like these people got these quotes and mantras you live by because, oh, that's a great quote from that person. And so you kind of think about it. I was like, you know what? I need to find my quote. What's my quote that like will be passed around and go viral on social media that everyone's like, oh, I love that. Like I'm gonna use that for my clients. And my quote was no regression is a form of progression. And, um, I wanted to just chat about this because I had a, this kind of popped to me when I was training a client one day and they kind of asked me as to why, you know, they've been with us for a few years and they kind of are using the same weights for some movements. And I was just kind of explaining to them that like, you know, we don't always need to be going up in weights and movements. Um, it's okay to sometimes stay at the same weight. We don't, you know, we're not going to have constant progression. Um, and it just got me thinking. And I was like, you know, for a lot of us, we always in America and in, we, we just strive. There's always this pressure to strive, climb the corporate ladder, always get better, always move forward. And it's sometimes looked down upon to just stay where you're at because maybe you're just really happy where you're at. Like i love my job. I love my current where I currently live. I love how much money I make. I love the way I look and I'm just actually happy and I don't need to progress And I was thinking, and I was like, you know, when I was working with this client, I was like, you are three years older than you were when you joined here. You're stronger, you're fitter. Most people your age that are not exercising and just living life are probably regressing they're, they're weaker. Their, their, their health is not as good. They got maybe some precursors. They maybe been told that they need to change something because their blood levels or cholesterol, like there's some sort of some form of regression happening in their lives, but you're actually staying the same. You're still able to swing a 35 pound kettlebell. You're still able to do step-ups with dumbbells. You're still able to work out on a consistent basis and not be debilitated. So you're able to go to devil's lake and climb to the top and come right back down and have energy to still continue on your day. Like, and so right there, that is progression. You're aging, you're getting older and you're still getting stronger or maintaining the strength that you have. That is huge. And that is a form of progress. And so that just kind of ran through my head. And I just wanted to hear your kind of thoughts on that. And like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I love this because I've actually been on this kick as well. And think of it as like a different way, because, uh, you know, we're always trying to learn, you know, I'm always trying to learn where my clients are, you know, seeing their PRs and their in their life. And it's not literally it's not literally just squat PRs, but it's like I can't tell you how many people I've worked with that. You know, it's basically that weekly win. Like, what's your life PR have shared that they got a promotion at work? And like how incredible that is while they're also either maintaining or improving their fitness and um, their body composition in their life or whatever. But anyway, to like be more specific on your, um, your quote there is there, like we get focused on PRs and that matters to a point. And I heard this on, this is not correct, but someone said this on a podcast the other day. And basically it was like, you can't get stronger after you turn 30. They're like, you can't oh. like, I don't know, like, this is dumb, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I just turned thirty this year, and I'm like, well, I feel like a. Well, oh, you're little.
0: done getting stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> And then, you know, thankfully, like I heard that, and I was like, okay, like that's that's dumb. Like, okay, it might not happen like when I was twenty, but I can still work on my strength or whatever. But it, like we get this focus on like these metrics and these PRs and mile times and back squat or squat snatch or whatever, right? Cool. Well, yes, like if that number doesn't go up. It can be annoying, but the way that I start to look at like PRs is like how long you've been doing something, how consistent you've been, like what's your adherence, like if you had an an adherence metric or which basically like consistency, like how many days have you done that? So instead of thinking like, hey, what, like how high of a number am I achieving in this is like how long have I experienced this amount of capability? right Um, and so instead of like collecting numbers and like personal records we're collecting more and more and more days of continuous fitness of continuous health Um, you know and, and people that I've worked with that it's funny how much even immune health comes into this based off of your mindset as well as your physical fitness so like You know, I'll work with people, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I I don't feel like sick anymore." It's like, how many days you just felt well? Like, literally, like your health. And one thing that I want to point out and just like commend you on too, Tom, is like, I don't think that there's enough people sitting there thinking about the things that they love about their life. And so it's a big thing. It's like, it's okay to love what you are doing and not have to do more of it or progress it. I, you know, like. I love running five K's every weekend. Cool. Uh, you don't need to run a marathon now just because you like running five K's, like you can just, you can be satisfied with what you are doing and what you have. Right. it's a practice of gratitude, but, um, that, I don't think that was a great example, but it's like, you know, the salary is a good, is a good example. Like I love what I'm making. I'm I love what I'm able to provide for myself and the people I love. And people are just like, I gotta make more. I gotta make more. I gotta do more. And, uh, it's just not the case. And especially not every day of your life, right. Is like definitely look at your life in seasons and understand that sometimes you've got to just protect what it is you've built and, and just truly be grateful for it. And, and just, um, you know, live in that, that satisfaction of it. It's
0: like, it's like practicing radical self-acceptance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, being comfortable being like, you know, I accept how I look and how I feel like I You know, sometimes we get caught up in how we looked in our twenties, but now we're in our fifties and sixties and it's just, it's just not possible. You're not going to look the way you did in your twenties, or you're not going to weigh the amount of weight you weighed before you had four kids and not a, you know, a stressful job and all these other priorities in your life. Like it's okay to just understand that you are, you can be healthy at every stage of your life. And it doesn't have to be a certain number that you wait in your 20s or 30s. And for whatever reason, your, your mind is stuck on that number for whatever reason. Like just, just practice like self-acceptance and being like, I, I am happy where I'm at and I am grateful for everything I have in my life. And I just need to continue to doing the things I'm doing. And like you said, I love how you're just like, yeah, it, it's about the longevity. How well have I, like how long have I felt good for? You know, there's a guy I follow on social media where like every year of his life as he's aging, he's not necessarily trying to get stronger, but he wants to try to do a certain lift at a certain weight every single year on, he does it on his birthday every single year. And it's like, yep, did 200 pounds on that lift this year. Now, next year he tries to do it again. Now he's just trying to maintain what he has for the rest of his life. It's no more trying to strive to get faster or stronger. It's like, if I can continue lifting this amount of weight in this lift, holy cow, I will never have to go to an old folks home. I will never find myself in the hospital for long extended periods of time. I will never be on medication because if I'm able to do this weight in this one lift, that means I'm doing a lot of other things, right. Right. That allow me to now do that lift at that weight every single year. And that right there is he's not progressing. He's not regressing, but more so I would say he's not regressing so that he is progressing. He's now 55, 56, 57, 58 years old and still say X, you know, deadlifting 300 pounds or whatever. Like that is huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we tend to forget because we always just want to strive and get better. We tend to forget like all the things we're doing amazing at. And the fact that we can still move our bodies when our peers are maybe not able to. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, that was, I like the
1: self-acceptance idea a lot, man. People just because it, accepting who you are is also accepting your responsibility to change what, what you're unsatisfied with. Right. Um, but it, you know, like you have to put, to, you have to put the stories to bed that continue to live through your life that are part of the past. That doesn't yeah. mean they can't be a part of you and they can't mean something to you, but like the story that You know, you tell yourself it really needs to lie primarily in what's happening here and now. Mm -hmm. And so, what a fun thing that I'll do with people too is like, you know, like joking around about turning thirty this year is like, cool. I just like unlocked a whole new level of PRs because everything that I do now is like a PR for thirty plus years, or you know, being thirty plus years old. And I I joke with people. I had a client turn fifty-five last year, and she was like, and I was like, cool everything you do after this is like some like is the PR of being 55 plus or whatever you know and she crushed it she lost like 20 pounds and she never thought she'd be able to do it and it was like the 20 pounds she could never it's like oh, it was amazing it had nothing to do with the 20 pounds it was just like she didn't think she could and she said all right well I can change these things that coach is telling me and it happened you yep. know she got focused on the process and not the outcome
0: And it's never too late, right? Like your age is just a number. It's never too late to make drastic change that could like really like change the outlook of your life. And you could be 65 years old and just make a couple of changes that will drastically impact your vitality when you turn 70, 75 and 80. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I wish I would have started when I'm 20. Yeah, that would have been a great time to start. But hey, guess what? You're 55 today and you can start right now. And that's another amazing time in your life to start. So yeah just do it. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Joe. Well, man, I will end it right there. Cause I feel like it's like a super high note and it just feels, gives me all the warm and fuzzy feeling. Yeah. It just feels great. So thanks a lot, Joe, man. Thanks for uh, hopping on today and just like sharing your insight as a fellow coach. And, um, I just enjoyed this just cause I got to like, hang out with you for an hour. Um, I don't get to see you uh, as much as I would love to, um, do to, you know, you moving to Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah. No, I get so jealous, man, all winter long, man. I, mean, I think one day I messaged you and you're like going for a walk on a sunny, like Arizona morning. And I'm like looking outside my apartment. It's like snowing and cold. And I'm like, dude, I need to get on an airplane and get out <laughs> to Arizona because that just like to start my morning every day, like that would be amazing. So yeah. it just, yeah, that I, I'm sure you're probably loving it out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's great, it's great. But yeah, likewise, man. Great to catch up and and love what you've been doing with the podcast. And it's it's always fun to just kind of follow along. And it it's cool to think back on like I, I had kind of like heard about you from other people in the guard, Like, oh, did you meet Slayton yet? Like, he's a CrossFitter dude. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it, and it's funny because people just like put us into that basket. But then like we would talk, and there's like so much more to our life than that like one. Common thing, yeah. yeah. It's really cool to just like look back on that. Oh, cool, yeah. We met there and just like have continued to just have these conversations yeah. and growing in our own respect and yeah. uh, you know coming back to to put it on record and, and let let others learn from it. So it's awesome, yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, brother. Well, have a great rest of your day, man, and uh, we will chat soon. Yeah,
1: sounds good. Man. See ya.
0: As always, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I really appreciate every listen that I get. With that being said, if you have any feedback or any questions you would like answered on future episodes, please use the link in the bio above to submit me a quick little voice message you could do right from your phone. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much again for listening and have a great rest of your day.